Have you ever felt so exhausted and drained that you're left questioning if you're burning out? Hi, I'm Flick Taylor, and my passion for burnout and self-care came about when I became a mental health writer who'd lost her mental health to extreme burnout. I know, the irony is not lost on me. Join me as I host Everyday Burnout Conversations, the honest podcast that shares the stories of others from all walks of life as they recover from, manage and avoid burnout by prioritising their mental health and well-being. Expect to hear fascinating conversations, plus positive and actionable tips and tricks that can help you make the simple life changes your mental health will thank you for. Episodes will be delightfully wrapped up in some epic truths and great humour. So, enjoy! Today, I share an everyday burnout conversation with Jess Rad. Jess is the founder of The Womenhood, an inclusive community committed to supporting women through the unspoken issues that impact many of us as we navigate womanhood. Her mission is to empower women with the knowledge, mindset and toolkit to really make positive changes in their lives via bite-sized and seemingly honest conversations. So what began as nine people in her local pub in Brighton, it's now become an active hive of hundreds of women online. The Womenhood encourages women to make the micro yet profound changes in their lives via virtual live unspoken sessions and on-demand solo sessions. You'll also find Jess bringing her community invaluable Instagram TV interviews that tackle the unspoken issues that so many of us are facing right now. So, without further ado, it's an absolute pleasure to say welcome, Jess. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled to be able to chat to the mighty, fabulous Jess Rad. And honestly, one day soon, everyone's going to know about Jess Rad. Like, she is doing incredible work, aren't you, darling? Like, it's just amazing. And I'm so grateful for your time today, for being able to chat with me on the podcast, because I just, oh, you're doing incredible work, your insight in life, your experiences, everything. I just, it's such an honour to be able to sit here and chat with you today. So, I <laughs> I would love us to start off um, by talking about burnout. And I'm just wondering, um, have you had any brushes with burnout? Yes. Well, it's funny, isn't it? I don't think I was really familiar with that term burnout until the last 12 months actually but on reflection yes I think I've been brushing away with burnout probably for about 15 years Um, and yeah as I was you know thinking about this before I arrived today um, it brought back memories of working in the corporates I worked in film and tv for 15 years in marketing and uh working my butt off, you know, I just worked so hard, um, too hard. And there was a a time when um, I had an appraisal. And I remember earlier that day, I'd literally been kind of heaped over the printer because I was so exhausted. I was always asleep on the printer. And they said, okay, you know, Jess, basically, you're doing brilliant. You're doing so well. You're doing like 110%. And we actually don't need you to do 110%. Can you just do 90%? I was like, what do you mean 90%? I don't want to do 90%, you know, like give me, I need some constructive feedback here. I just want to keep going, you know. Right. Um, but I was, I 
utterly exhausted because I just worked myself to the bone. And I think, you know, it's interesting reading a bit about what burnout actually can look like. And obviously it's physical and mental and emotional and those feelings of self-doubt and procrastination and um, overwhelm. I mean, I've just lived with that like all the time that's just kind of been my kind of personality I think but maybe it was also interlinked with the fact that I was feeling utterly drained and exhausted so I think that yeah I think it started early and then has manifested um much more extremely later more recently yeah yeah Yeah. Um, it's almost like the habits they didn't go away and and I think I think everyone with the pandemic and you know I think um like generally we've all been cruising towards burnout um I yes. don't know about you just but I think a lot of people don't even realize it I know I didn't I didn't yeah. see it. and I think we're now at a point where with the pandemic and life changing and you know everything come to a head we're all just so depleted Yes. Just as you say, like we've been living at this high intensity level for so long. Yeah, I, I'm, that's why I'm so thrilled that you're creating this podcast and talking about it, because it is, you know, I always talk about the unspoken challenges of womanhood. And this is one of those. And I so so last year, last uh, last year, in the summer of last year, I was diagnosed with premature menopause or premature ovarian insufficiency, POI it's called, because I was 38 at that point. And that had been a possibility because my grandma went into menopause at 40 um, and my periods had become very regular uh, the year before. And so I'd seen a gynecologist and, you know, they'd said it could have gone either way and probably it was lifestyle driven in the end. And that first lockdown, the stress of that first lockdown, homeschooling two young children effectively on my own because my husband at the time was super busy um, with work, I'm sure was the catalyst for me actually getting so stressed and that cortisol steal just stole all my other hormones and I ended up in menopause I was having like 10 hot flushes a day and plagued with anxiety I was having heart palpitations and almost on the cusp of panic attacks I couldn't remember anything I couldn't remember how to spell the word sock I mean it was insane and it was actually one of the worst times of my life actually it's up there as being truly awful um which is why I'm very passionate about talking about it because again it's one of those things that creeps up on women and you have no idea but anyway I got into HRT and that's been really transformative however that depletion and fatigue hasn't gone away for sure and I ended up I hosted a um and spoken session which are the virtual events I create on hormones in December 2020 called it's not you, it's your hormones, because often we have all of these symptoms that can actually, um, you know, we can attribute to lots of other things, certainly our lives today as women, but actually can be uh, hormonal related. Anyway, off the back of that, I ended up doing what's called the Dutch test, which is a private hormone test you have to pay for, a couple of hundred quid, but is one of the kind of best money I've ever spent. It's a urine test rather than a blood test, which is more accurate than bloods for your hormones. And that showed that, well, it's actually shown that I've got loads of estrogen now, which is usually what is being depleted in menopause, but no progesterone, no testosterone, no DHEA, which is the hormone that makes those hormones, no cortisol, which I couldn't quite believe because I thought I was running off 
cortisol. Um, and I was told at that point off the back of those results that I was on the verge of adrenal fatigue and burnout. And so that was at the end of last year, which I can totally believe because I'd really, you know, pushed myself to juggle work and kids in a global pandemic going through the menopause. And it was a tough, it was actually, in some ways, it was a great year because I achieved great things in my work, but it was tough. And yeah, that, I think almost seeing the black and white evidence of actually, yeah, Jess, this is why you're feeling like you can't actually, it wasn't even getting out of bed in the morning. It was just moving generally you know it might not be the morning it might be the afternoon I, I just can't move I'm so utterly exhausted and and then after after Christmas I remember and I think lots of people felt like this actually it was that that January I just couldn't get going again I was just I just felt dead I just couldn't I just couldn't do anything <laughs> and so I'm actually on the journey now still in July of trying to rebuild those hormones and I'm on a lot of adrenal um, supplements and all sorts and, and working with a hormone health coach to try and overcome it. Oh my gosh that's amazing. Isn't it interesting Jess how um, the, the, having that test kind of validate almost how you were feeling. Isn't it interesting how as women, as people, women, um, we we it's almost like we don't trust ourselves I did that I'm just bringing this up because I you know it's almost like I I almost needed my doctor to be very like stop not working right now and I'm like why didn't I stop before why didn't I slow down before and I it's just really interesting that you know the, the kind of it's it's a relief to kind of have that test come back going oh yeah adrenal you know like you need burnout support right now fascinating isn't it yeah and I, I bet you were not the only two I bet there's you know a ton of women that are feeling like that and that's I think it's I feel very passionately that we need to try and create that time for pause and headspace and reflection because I think our lives are so jam-packed and busy now you know from the moment we wake up especially if you've got young children again it's not the same for everybody but but broadly speaking there are so many demands on women today it's easy to just get to the end of the day and you haven't you actually haven't stopped in fact I started to talk about I realized I had an idea for a new um IG live which I haven't done but still in the back of my head somewhere called a woman's one percent because one percent of your day is 15 minutes but if you ask someone to even spend 15 minutes of their time just can you just spend 15 minutes and read a magazine and and, and not look at a screen and, and have a cup of tea they'll be like sorry yeah I mean I know I'm, I'm like that. I can't I don't have that time I can't afford that time I mean oh my god we're not where are we where's that time gone to just reflect like you say like just tune in I mean Glennon Doyle's like the queen of this I think and how yeah. me think that but yeah. just tune to what what is our body banging on the window hello listen to me you know yes yeah and I think this is what was so powerful in your recent um boundary um setting and spoken session that I um got to participate in oh my gosh just it was just incredible it really was like um these unspoken sessions you know they are not your average virtual event that's for sure <laughs> oh my gosh like I actually um it took me a couple of days 
to be very quiet and process the whole thing because it was phenomenal, you know, and for anyone out there who hasn't experienced one of these, like do yourself a favor and sign up because um, the, the whole experience is incredible. But with your boundary setting and spoken session that you did with Debbie Edwards, who's an incredible, um, it's really looking at those, setting those boundaries, creating that time for you and, and unapologetically taking that 1%. Like you're so right. 1%, 15 minutes is nothing. Yet I know the, the lure of the to-do list and work and sorting. I, I found in my burnout, the more I worked, the more I felt guilty about not doing as much for my family. So I overcompensated and it, it ends up in this, like this vortex of just, <laughs> you're lost. You're completely lost. And so, yeah, you're right. The boundary setting is so important, isn't it? So what boundaries have you set for yourself mm-hmm. as you kind of recover from your burnout? Well, last year in lockdown, I re- you know, it did help you. In some ways, it was hard to think straight, to be honest. I know a lot of people said, oh, it's given time for reflection. I'm not, I'm not sure I had that much time still for um, maybe because I had kids at home, but but it did force you to live life in a different way. And so I I've never really been Miss Fitness um, or you know Miss Outdoors, but I did start sea swimming in September last year. Oh, wow. just because one friend had said it had been transformative, and at the time, actually, I was thinking about whether I should leave Brighton. And so I like to ask myself, what will my future self? think of my decisions you know and I thought what am I going to regret if I do leave and it would definitely be that I never swim in the sea I don't even swim in the sea when it's vaguely warm and you know sunny and I've been in nine years so I thought I should just go you know just do it Jess come on so I just went one time and I thought oh my god this was amazing when it was the right month to go because September is particularly warm it's warmed up from the from the summer Uh, but I ended up swimming all through the winter I swim every week two three times a week and I'm still swimming now and it has actually completely changed my life and that you know talking about boundaries it it was it was hard to fit that in in daily life right and so you know I've got two young kids you know at times they were going to school my son was going to nursery uh, so I would go at 6.30. That was like the only time in the morning. That was the only time I could do it, which was a bit insane because it was pitch black. And at times you'd have to de-ice the car first or take a torch because you couldn't actually see your own feet um, on the beach. But yeah, I kind of said to myself, no, this is, I'm going to do it. This is my time. You know, just this, just this little one hour, half six to half seven in the morning. And it was amazing how powerful that was to just claim it for myself and, and keep it going you know consistency is key and one of the hardest things <laughs> but it's done it god that's amazing you know what I, i've heard more and more about cold water swimming and the positive effects it's had i really yeah. do yeah that's yeah. amazing jess it, it, it really does i don't know if you can swim where you are do you have somewhere you could swim uh no we have lakes like lake? yeah like we've got some lakes around and whatever yeah so I could <laughs> I haven't quite got to that point yet <laughs> you'll never get to that point you just gotta jump in basically <laughs> but it would I, I even had a 
friend who would walk with me on the school run sometimes and she started to say I think I can tell the days that you've been swimming because I just had a totally different energy and, and I would say I would you know this just refills my patience cup basically and I would have the effects the entire day of just it was resilience you know it was actually it was just resilience for what life would throw at you each day it just made me more able to cope for sure 100 percent, and still does yes. this morning i woke up with anxiety you literally woke up feeling anxious at 10 to 6 yeah. in the morning from my alarm and i was like i'm really tired i don't want to go swimming i thought i can't i've learned that you can't outthink stress and anxiety you have to move oh. Um, and so I thought, right, I'm going to do it. And now I'm running down to the beach from where I live and run. And then I swim and then I run back. And then I, I, there's nothing else that I can do that will reset me in the, in the way that does. Oh, my gosh, that's pretty powerful right there. Yes, you're right, because I know when I wake up, it's that tight anxiety chest, isn't it? Oh, there's nothing worse. And it's almost like you wake up and you're like, I can feel it brewing and it's started. Yeah. And then it's almost like you go in that loop of starting to feel panicky because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm panicking that I could have a panic attack. I'm, it's that loop. So if you can break it, that's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> go and get it. Go, go get, I was going to say, go get wet. Go and get cold and wet. <laughs> but yeah, if you can, even a cold shower might might be a nice reset. I don't know. Maybe that's an interim. Yes, this idea. is true. This is true. Any, anyone who's not near water, even just a cold shower, can make a big difference. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, really cool. Oh, yeah. so is there anything else that you do that you've kind of picked up some tricks that you're like, oh, this has really worked for me? I spend my, my work is about encouraging women to look after themselves essentially and, and to nurture the relationship they have for themselves. And I remember hearing the phrase, um, we teach what we need to learn. And so when I hear myself <laughs> share ideas or guidance or invitations or whatever it might be to, whether it's just a friend or whether it's, you know, through the womanhood or whatever, I often will try and think to myself, is this actually what I need to hear right now? Because you need to keep, you know, I don't always practice what I preach for sure. So, so that's been a good way of, you know, having a kind of often daily reminder of what, you know, what do you need, Jess? It's not just about give. I'm so good at giving, you know, a little mirror. Yes. Yeah. How good are you at taking rest? Because I, if you're like me, like we both give like, and we over, <laughs> we over give. How good are you yeah. at taking rest? Terrible. Really, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, so bad. Yeah, I can't, you know, for many years, I couldn't just watch a film. I would have to do my nails as well or something. You know, I couldn't just do one thing because that would be too indulgent. You can't just, you can't just, it's almost like I'm being told, you can't just relax. That's not productive enough. I mean, and then there's that phrase, isn't it? And I've put it a couple of times on the Womenhood Instagram because it always gets such a good response. Rest is a productive activity. Yes. I think like that, but it is. No, no. In fact, you know what? In my burnout, it was almost the way I initially, which was completely wrong. I thought I know to manage my burnout, 
I need to work harder to get more things off my to-do list yes. so then I yeah. can relax more, which was just yes. so like, you're right. Even just watching TV, you kind of think, okay, I'll put some laundry on and I'll start the dishwasher. Then I'll watch TV. And then in the ad break, I'll unload the dishwasher and then I'll put that in the dryer room. You can't just go, and I'm going to sit and watch. And it's interesting just because, you know, obviously I'm married and I've got two boys and I look at them and they're so good at taking rest. Is there anything that you think, oh, maybe this is why I'm not good at taking rest? I, I think it's, I think it's definitely partly personality. Um, I do remember having therapy many years ago and she said, you really, she was the first person to say this and I've had this a million times since, but at the time it was quite new. She said, you really need to be kind to yourself. Right, yes. What could you do that kind to yourself? And I thought, I literally drew a blank. I was like, oh my God, I don't know. I actually don't know. Oh, you know, I think I'm a relatively smart woman, but I didn't know <laughs> what that might look like. All I could think of was having a bath. And on reflection, I realised that I think that's possibly all I saw my mum do when I was growing up. That was the, that was the, I'm the eldest of six. Right. Um, so, and my mum was a childminder as well. And, you know, a single mum for a little while. And, and she, you know, you have to, I mean, I work hard with two kids. I cannot even imagine what it's like having six. You, yeah. you know, how do you, how, I mean, it wasn't, and I'm the oldest. So it doesn't mean I was looking after the youngest, like everyone assumes. I think I was, yeah, just, just the oldest and probably quite unhelpful. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't, I, I can completely understand why she um, may have only had a chance to, to have a bath, but that, that does make me reflect often on what it is that I'm teaching my children about, you know, kids do what we do, they don't do what we say. And I want to make sure that I'm doing things that I want them to do. I'm leading a life that I want that they'll probably go up and, and mirror to some degree. So I, I take it quite seriously. And, I, and, and it's the same in my work as well. I always talk about the ripple effect of an empowered woman. You know, there's always people watching what we do. Um, so are we doing things that we want other people to do? That's often a, a more motivating driver for women to actually get into action is when you, when you reframe it for them and go, do you want your daughter to do this? Or niece or whoever it might be, or your best mate or your sister. And they go oh shit, no, so I better change it. Rather than, can you do this for yourself? That's somehow harder. Yes. If that's your experience. Yes, it's so true. It's so true. I'm a big believer in little eyes are always watching us. And um, and that was a big driver for me mm. taking time out because I thought I don't want my boys to ever grow up thinking that you just push yourself to the point of depletion and, you know, just such ill health I want them to kind of you have to yeah model to them that actually your life and your health is is the priority here so yeah I completely agree with you and it's interesting your work with other women and how that would pitching it to them um because it makes complete sense when I, you know, yeah. yeah, doing your um, boundary setting unspoken session. Um, that was uh, a real kind of theme that uh, talking to some of the other women in the group of how, um, you know, a lot of them for the first time in their life, they were starting to 
look after themselves or at least recognize what maybe mm. they were missing and um you know it, it's pretty incredible to think yeah I, and I think it's it feels more prevalent now I'm 39 now and I feel whether it I don't really resonate with the term midlife yet maybe I I'm there and I just haven't uh, don't want to recognize it but anyway women at this rough kind of stage of their life and and certainly menopause as well seems to be this real awakening for people of of women suddenly realizing that they are they've spent so much of their lives serving others and oh my gosh now it's time for me and and, and I don't actually want I want we us to have time right from the beginning you know I, I don't really want to sell um sell it in terms of this is what other pe- people are watching and you should do it for others I don't want that at all I want women to do it for themselves 100 percent um and I think every time that each of us makes a decision to do that then we're paving the way for everybody around us as well to do it, to just go, you know, I've got a friend actually who, who's quite good. She's quite good at, I'm not going to clear up the kitchen before you come round. I went and watched whatever TV show she's watching instead. And I was like, wow, good for you. Cause I would not have done that. I would have run around like a blue ass fly and tied it up before you got here. Yeah. But she knows take she she knows herself well enough that I'm going to be in a more relaxed state and better company. And I know you're not going to judge me if my kitchen's dirty. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, you know you need more women like that that are just doing it. Yes, absolutely. Do you feel like you're starting to um, reclaim yourself a bit more? I do, uh, and I did this year. You know, I haven't done much I've had so much happening in my personal life this year and I uh, on top of the fact that I was on the cusp of burnout and I remember having a coaching session about it was literally about how I can rest to your point about rest earlier because I just I wasn't going to let myself it was like at one point actually I remember saying to a friend if I just put more on my list then it will force me to just get into action and the look of horror on her face is like no Jess don't do that that's a terrible idea I'm like okay okay well, yeah. um and in the end I think I had a week or maybe two of just you know I let myself have two or three kind of duvet days or something like that I remember even having to google TED talk on rest because I, like, I don't know what rest is I don't know I don't even it's not just sitting and watching tv that you know it's more profound than that really um but uh I am feeling better for it now. And, you know, I I always advocate for baby micro steps. I think we, you know, we know where we want to get to and it feels so unattainable. You just can't even be bothered to get started because it feels too far away in the future and inaccessible. And so I, you know, again, I'm trying to practice what I preach and that has worked. You know, I have, I've been working with this hormone health coach, so it's okay. I'm going to take these supplements. I don't take them every day, but I take them most days, you know, and I'm not going to try and beat myself up for it when I don't. I'm trying to get more sleep, you know, I'm not perfect at it, but yeah, it's like I'm doing a bit more. I'm, I've stopped kind of intermittent fasting actually. So I would, I wouldn't fast kind of crazy 16, eight or anything, but I just finished dinner earlier, not have the usual dark chocolate on the sofa at nine ten o'clock um and I wouldn't always eat breakfast early I'd get up at six but not eat until nine or ten so whatever that time frame is um 
But it turns out that's not actually very good if you're a woman and you need to balance your hormones. It's, it's, there's some like, evidence out there now that that's not very helpful. So even though it goes against what I really want to, I'm trying to eat within an hour of waking up now. And that's been pretty seismic for my energy levels, actually. You know, I'm changing my diet. So it's all these, you know, sounds like a lot when you put them all together, but I'm, they're little things. You're right. It's those little baby steps that we can take and they just, we can gradually build. But for me, when you said I don't beat myself up for not taking the supplements every day, like if I miss a day, it's okay. Like, I think that's a a real key. Yeah. Yeah. That 80-20 rule. If I can try and do it 80%, great you know just don't worry too much about that 20 percent, which is not how i used to operate it's like 100 percent, be perfect do it well don't do it at all you know and, yeah. and it's that kindness isn't it it's that self <laughs> self-love and kindness yeah. to ourselves yeah absolutely yeah it's interesting um because i know of your incredible work with the womenhood building community. I'm listening and it sounds like community is a big thing for you as well. Like when you said your friend had pointed things out. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I, connection is one of my core values in life. It's very important to me and community, you know, I've built one where I live down here in Brighton. Um, you know, I'm one of six and I feel lucky to have that kind of real core support network in my family we're all very close I just truly you know I just truly believe that as humans we're designed to rely on other people right we used to be in tribes if you were on your own you know ultimately we're all just trying to survive and if you were on your own back then you were going to die you're going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger so you're put in this kind of state of anxiety if you're not surrounded by people and feeling secure and I think we're living that was one of the reasons that prompted me actually to create the unspoken sessions um like a year and a half ago or whatever because I felt like we've got all this digital interaction, but we were often confusing it with what was once human connection. And it's, you know, COVID and putting my sessions online has taught me that you can create great connections as we've established even, you know, online. That is possible, but it still, it's different to going on Instagram and scrolling and liking and, you know, that very kind of one way into, you know, that's not even really interaction, is it? It's just quite passive versus actually, you know, those, those deep and meaningful conversations that we all need to have with other people and ourselves to, to feel secure in, in what we're, the challenges that we're being that we're facing that we're all facing but we don't necessarily have the time to talk about or yeah. society dictates that we're not allowed to share you know yeah that's such a key point um because i know with my burnout there was definitely an element of anxiety and depression and, and that can be quite common and it's so funny because when you are having those experiences it's almost like the last thing you can do is reach out and connect. Uh, you, you tend to, I also think there's a, there's an element of, um, I experienced anyway, an element of shame with burnout. It was just a whole mixing pot, melting pot of just all sorts of things going on there. But it's interesting how when you really need help, it's not the easiest thing to do. 
And yet, um, you know, the work you're doing and, and the, the online sessions were so powerful in in connecting people i just saw it first time with my eyes i was just like it was incredible to to meet these women and to connect with them and and the message that um, was being shared with us that day um is it's so funny isn't it yeah community is key community is key having those people you know also observing from the outside and going, I've noticed this, like maybe you wouldn't have clued into actually the cold water swimming days are my better days, but it was your friend who was like, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. There's such power, isn't there, in hearing your story in another's um, and being witnessed, sharing yours and, and, you know, feeling that sense of I think that weight that we often is subconscious of holding all of this, you know, insecurities, the challenges on our own. And by just sharing, it makes you feel a little lighter, I think. It, it really does. And it goes back to that validation. Again, mm. everyone feels like they are the only ones who feel they are fucking their lives up. They aren't doing this right. They aren't doing that. They're failing at this. And actually to everyone on the outside, they're like, wow, she's got it together. If yeah. only I could be like her. It's really interesting, isn't it? How, I don't know. I'm going yeah, it's vulnerability, isn't it? It's like, are you, are you, I mean, you have to feel safe enough to share to to share that vulnerability I do understand that but I do you know when I found out that I was um going through the menopause I didn't know anything about the menopause you know a few months before I didn't even know what perimenopause was um and of course it's something that you in your 30s just associate with older women as well um and I found out actually on a day that I was hosting one of my IG lives called Unspoken Women Live. And I was talking to a woman about hormones, weirdly. And I thought, I found out about six o'clock and I was having this chat at half seven, eight or something. And I thought, you know, I've got two options here. Do I, do I share this or do I keep it to myself? And I could feel the shame. It was almost like a physical presence next to me of like, do you really want to share this with the world? Not that the world's going to listen, but you know, whoever listens. And I thought, yeah. And, and, and every time I felt it, I literally just shove it to the side in my head and go, I'm not, I just, I refuse to feel the shame about this stuff. I'm just going to talk about it. And it's amazing what happens when you do that because it just opens the floodgates for people. The number of people that I've had come to me with their stories, with their struggles, with, with support for me, you know, it's, that's where the magic happens is when you let yourself share just you know whatever you're comfortable with just share that little bit of vulnerability of what's happening and that I think that's that's the key it is Brene Brown talks a lot about this doesn't she and um you're you're so right like it's um by sharing and being vulnerable it's interesting I had a friend recently reach out she'd read some of my blogs and listened to a few podcasts and she said that you know herself and her family were kind of struggling uh, like a lot of us are right now and she said but whenever she talks to friends and says how are you doing they're like we're fine we're good and she said we're all lying yeah I'm like yeah it, it's because it takes a lot to be vulnerable and go woof 
actually, I'm really not good. It's that toxic positivity, which I have a huge, I clearly subscribe to because I was always <laughs> like, you know, the thing is when you work with palliative care and, um, you know, with families for life limiting conditions and whatever, you mm. tend to be like, you know, you smell the roses along the way and, you know, death is the ultimate thing. So you're kind of like, you know, we're, we're good. We're here another day. It's all good. And it was mm. almost like I couldn't, uh, I struggled to um, not happy my sadness. Yeah. And it's that vulnerability, isn't it? That uh, I think is key to our recovery and also our connection to others. And that is exactly what I try and create with these sessions. Um, sorry. Beautifully dressed because that's what I think we miss in life is is where you know you because I imagine you know somebody might listen to it might be going yeah well, it sounds great but when am I going to do that because you might not have the friends circle that you feel like you can show that vulnerability with yeah. um or you might not have the, fam- the kind of supportive family that you wish for and so it's it's trying to um, create that space where you can be, you know, just in just for this couple of hours in this kind of room, as it were, with these people. Let's all do it together, you know. And I think, yeah. but whoever you do it with, however you can manifest that in your own life, that's that's positive to just prompt that conversation and and space. Yeah, it's it's feeling seen isn't it? I can remember in, in doing the session, I was talking to some women in a group and um, a simple thing, Jess, like even one of them just went, turned the camera off, went, and, and we were talking like with the other three. And then she came back on and she, she had a t-shirt. Oh, sorry. One of the kids just got up. I've just put them back to bed. And like just that element of, oh, it's so real. It's like, it it kind of, um, it really, to me, it kind of relaxed me. I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, so what if the cat's meowing and he wants to do it? Like, this is real life, but we are all present, we are all here, and we are all seeing one another. And um, I don't know, for some reason, that moment really stuck with me. I don't know what that, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I could talk to you all day, Jess. I could. And for anyone listening, like, oh my gosh, honestly, I urge you after this, please go and check out Jess's Instagram page, uh, The Womenhood. Go and check out her work, watch her lives. Honestly, do yourself a favor and go and um, get one of the unspoken sessions, the solo sessions afterwards. Like, just incredible work. Um, because I feel when you're in burnout, it's very, I personally, I was, I, I just was so lost. I didn't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you do that initial period of kind of, I just collapsed. And so I just had to lie and, you know, kind of physically recover for a little while. But after that, it's, it's knowing where to go because mm-hmm. there's so much to unpack that maybe led to your burnout. And I think this is what you do so beautifully with the womenhood is that um, I can see a lot of women kind of get to that point and going, okay, and then coming to your your uh, platform and starting to look at things in their life, like unpack that trunk and really look at things that maybe have not served them well and to change some habits. Yes, the people-pleasing, perfectionism, 
yeah, the, the boundary setting, it's all kind of part oh, of it. Yeah. I, think, isn't it? Yeah. I do think it's the kind of unseen pandemic of, you know, burnout. You know, we're talking about COVID all the time, but, the, yeah. you know, I, I, fear, I fear for women, you know, the state that everybody's health is in, this chronic stress that we've all been in is gonna you know it impacts our daily lives but also our long-term health and we we do need to we need to you know be reminded gently of our agency you know we do we can we can change things for ourselves and 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 actually you know sadly that's the only person that can do it we can't often you know i'm on the mindset of can I pop a pill? <laughs> Who can I outsource yeah. this problem to? And the reality is it is just us that can make those changes. But in, in some ways, that is, of course, the, the perfect solution to any problem. If it's just us up to us, then great, let's do it. Yes, exactly. Carve out that time, make that space for yourself. Start to make those little baby steps. They, mm. they all build up, don't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Jess, this has been amazing. It really has. I'm just, so I don't know if you're up for this. Um, with all my interviews, I've been asking five like quick fire, lighthearted questions at the end. It's really interesting because everyone answers differently. So are you up for it? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Perfect. So on your dodgy, tough days, do you opt for lemon in water or lemon in gin? Definitely used to be the gin. Actually, it was a sherry weird (laughs) well that was what I could get away with during the day and and pretend it wasn't alcohol (laughs) it would remind me of my grandma anyway uh but I have made a change this year 2021 so it would be lemon and water now oh and you feel better for it yeah 100% yeah yeah the inflammation I find when I drink less like yeah 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 Mm. it's interesting okay move your body or move the remote Mm. move so pre old jess would have been move the remote but now yeah latest jess is definitely move my body i've definitely realized as i said you can't outthink stress or anxiety the best thing is to move even when you really don't want to oh, i really love that jess that might that's kind of the mic drop for me of this interview i'm like i might have to you i'll have that written on a post-it note above my yeah, <laughs> so good because yeah I definitely think oh I tend to think of rest like oh I won't I won't go for a walk today I'll take it easy when actually the what I need to do is go for a walk to feel better yeah yeah Yeah. so good okay bag of almonds or bag of Maltesers um okay I would have to combine them and I'd have raw chocolate covered almonds oh yes oh (laughs) I it's so funny last night I was like oh I just fancy like a chocolate covered almond (laughs) do I go out and get like because the thing is with the pandemic you no longer go to the shop just for a bag of chocolate almonds you go to a low mall and I was like do we need anything not really okay (laughs) hold it off hold it off (laughs) you have to stock up next time that's why exactly bye and try not to eat them all just hit the spot (laughs) do you ask for help or are you happy to hermit this is a work in progress um so trying to be better at asking for help but a tendency to be a hermit (laughs) i know i'm the same 
I'm the same. Happy to give help to anyone. Yeah, of course. But uh, for myself, I'm like, I'll just sit here. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Work in progress. I get it. And lastly, what is the one thing that you're going to do in the name of self-care that your future self will thank you for today? Mm-hmm. I think I've already done it. Uh, I, I woke up and went for a swim this morning, even though I didn't want to. And I ran there, which is only 10 minutes, but it's, you know, Still. I'm running with my bag on. So, yes. Amazing. But maybe I should pick another because I've already done that. So, um I have got a really busy rest of my day, but I'm going to try and have my 1%. I'm going to try and read one of the many magazines I've got here that I don't ever open. Oh, thank you for the prompt flick. (laughs) That 1%, it's it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. Thank you for prompting me and reminding me of that. You know? Yeah. Love it. Oh, Jess, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. It's been incredible. And I know that, um, I know your story is going to really help and resonate with women out there. But I just, honestly, anyone listening, now go get yourself a cup of tea and go and look at Jess's work. It's incredible. One day you'll be like, oh, I'm glad I listened to that podcast and Flip told me about that because Jess, like you are destined for the stars. You really are. Incredible work. Incredible. Well, thank you, Flick. Thank you for creating this. I love the name of it as well. Everyday Burnout. You know, that is, that's really critical. I think that it's not something that just happens at one point in your future and poor you. It's literally happening all the time, every day for lots of women. I think all the time because we um, we have almost got used to surviving and not thriving. Yes. Like it's become like it's just the norm to just barely survive um, as opposed to thriving. It's almost like we've forgotten what it's like to feel good and healthy yeah, and well. And yeah. yeah. So well done for yeah, bringing all the stories. Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant yeah. work. Thank you so much, darling. Perfect. Well, we'll end it there. You take care. Okay. All right then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Burnout Conversations. Please check the show notes for any links to items discussed today. And the original music and sound editing is by Chris Taylor. If you've enjoyed this podcast and have a spare few minutes, then it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave me a happy starry rating and review. It really does help this podcast reach a little further. And I just love it to land in the lap of those who, like me, last year are perhaps feeling isolated and lonely in their burnout struggle. Please note this podcast is not intended as medical advice. Remember you matter so don't hesitate to reach out to your doctor or mental health professional for support if you're having a rough time. Wishing you a great week and take good care of yourself. Bye for now.